The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. Welcome to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCoon. I serve as pastor of Zion Church. We're a congregation of believers who trust in the simple message of God's sovereign grace, where families come together to worship God in spirit and in truth through the simplicity of preaching, praying, and singing. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. If you live in the Gordo area or if you are visiting in the area, please join us for worship. We meet every Sunday at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on the first and third Wednesday evenings at 630 p.m. Today, we post the second half of the sermon preached by Elder Buddy Abernathy entitled, God Loved and Saved the World. In this message, Brother Buddy has been dealing with the fact that there are more worlds than one discussed in the scripture. Many in the religious world use John 3.16 as a proof that salvation is left up to man. Brother Buddy is showing us in this message how that salvation is all of God and that we have to rightly divide the concept of world just like you rightly divide any other concept in Scripture. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit.
1 John 4, 5, speaking of false prophets, they are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. Now let me summarize with this. John 16 says, God loved the world. John 17, Jesus says, I'm not praying for the world. Sounds like there's a conflict between him and God, doesn't it? And then 1 John 2.15, having said in John 3.16 that God loved the world, God now tells you, do not love the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Now, to borrow an old expression of Sonny Piles that I hadn't heard in a long time, he says, that'll make you as confused as a termite in a yo-yo. See how confusing the Bible can be if you say there's only one way the word world is used. All of this that I've referred to when it comes to the world referencing people can be straightened out by seeing that there are two kinds of people in this world. The Lord told... uh, uh, Rebecca, that two nations are in your womb and two manner of people. One of them was represented by Jacob, and he said, Jacob, have I loved? And one of those nations, one of those manner of people were represented by Esau, and he said, Esau, have I hated? And God said, the reason I pronounce this and the reason it's that way even before the children have been born the reason I'm telling you all this and the reason I purpose to love one twin and not love the other and pass him over is that the purpose of God according to election might stand in other words God is saying I want you to know that I elected a people and the way I'm illustrating that to you is to say here's these two twin boys they haven't been born they haven't done any good or and God says, I love Jacob and hate Esau. You may say, that's hard, that's offensive. That's what the Bible says. If you're upset about it, you'll have to be upset with God, not the, the preacher that tells you about it. The preacher's just the mailman. Don't shoot the mailman if he brings you a collection notice. You know, he's not the one responsible for it. So let's now... And you can actually turn to the scriptures at this point. God so loved the world. He loved his people. That's the first thing that needs to be understood. That the word world refers to God's people. Now, here's the other thing that people misunderstand. And that is they don't understand what the verse says. God so loved the world. God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. Okay, let's stop there. God loved the world so much that he sacrificed. He gave his only begotten son, and we know that was Jesus. 
Okay, why did God give his only begotten son? Here's why. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If Jesus had not come, then the people that believeth in him or believeth in God would perish. Everybody in the Old Testament that never understood the gospel but believed in God, they would perish if belief or believeth meant that you have to make an active decision to believe. Let me give you one of the clearest examples. Look at Job chapter 1 and verse 1. Let's see what kind of man Job was. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Now, can we safely conclude that this man believed in God? But notice in Job chapter 9 and verse 2. Then Job answered and said, I know it is of a truth, but how should man be just with God? Job says, I know that man will be just with God. I know things are going to be right between man and God, but I have no idea how that can come to be. There's no way Job believed the gospel. There's no way that Job believed in Jesus Christ in the, in, as far as a, a full intellectual understanding. He just knew that I'm going to be made right with God. I have no idea how it's going to happen. Did Job believe in God? Yes, he did. He believed in God thousands of years before Jesus was born into the world. But see, because he believed in God, and that expression in the King James, believeth, emphasizes a present condition of believing. And Job, thousands of years before Jesus came, was in a present state of believing. And so when Jesus came, he secured his salvation for him, and Job did not perish. You say, wait a minute, brother, buddy. What was Job's condition between the time he physically died and Jesus came into the world? You may say, I understand that Job believed in God and thousands of years later, Jesus saved him. But how could he live in heaven from the time he died until Jesus came into the world? Look at Romans chapter 3 and verse 24 and this will make you glad that you understand and believe the doctrines of grace Romans chapter 3 verse 24 being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare His righteousness, listen now, to declare the righteousness of Christ for the remission, that means for the passing over of sins that are past, 
through the forbearance of God. You know what that's saying? That's saying when Job died, although Jesus had not yet died on the cross, when Jesus did die on the cross, it was for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. In other words, because of the everlasting covenant ordered in all things in short, Jesus Christ was verily ordained. And when he died on the cross, the benefits of that blood went in both directions. And so even those saints of God that lived so many years before Jesus came, they went to heaven when they died because they were born of God's Spirit. Otherwise, the Bible says, uh, you, you can't believe in God unless you're born of the Spirit. And we'll show you that in a minute. But the point is, the offering of Christ was for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. In other words, God knew that Jesus would come and save Job from his sins. Now, if Jesus was coming to offer life to Job, that wouldn't work, would it? Because Job said, I know man is going to be just with God, but how in the world that's going to be, I don't know. And Job died not knowing how man would be just with God. He just knew that he would. And aren't you glad it's that way that if you live way back then, even though you didn't know the truth, God could bless you with that peace that I don't know how this is going to happen, but thank you, God. I'm going to be just with you. God didn't punish his people in the Old Testament uh, because they didn't have gospel light. He blessed his obedient children back then with the same comfort that you have today. You just have more insight and you ought to be more thankful than even they were. You know, in the Old Testament, it says that Enoch walked with God. Never heard the gospel. It says that Noah walked with God. He never heard the gospel. And David said in 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 5, Although my house be not so with God, my life is out of order. I've committed adultery. I've had the woman's man killed. My house is, the consequences of my sin have fallen upon my house. My son has died. But even then, David said, he'll not come to me, but I'll go to him. He had some understanding, didn't he? But he said, though my house be not so with God, yet he hath made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and sure. You see, David didn't have the light of understanding you have about the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. But David said, he's made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and sure. And when Jesus did die on the cross, that was for the remission of Job's sin, the remission of David's sins, the remission of Enoch's sins the remission of Noah's sins, men that could not fit the pattern that so often uh, advocated today that you must make a willful decision to believe in Christ to go to heaven. But you know what? They believed in God, didn't they? And I'm going to show you a verse in a minute that believing in God is the same thing as believing in Jesus. They were secure because 
Jesus saved his people from their sins. And the benefits of what he did on the cross went thousands of years backward, and it's gone so, so far. It's went about 2,000 years forward, and it's got you. The blood of Christ was applied to you when you were born again. You know, that's what the new birth is. It's when you vitally receive the benefits of what Christ did. That life that he obtained for you is imparted to you when you're born again, and it will never die. Now, lastly, let's look at the verses in John that use the word believeth. Because remember, most people think that John 3.16 is saying that God loves everyone. We've already established that the word world doesn't mean everyone. But they believe God loves everyone so much that he sent Jesus. And whoever will choose to believe in him will be saved. Yet the verse is actually saying that when Jesus came into the world, he saved people that believeth. Job believeth. Noah believeth. David believeth. Enoch believeth. And here's a good homework lesson for you. Take the Gospel of John and look up the word believeth and compare it to the word believe. I'm not saying every time, but for the most part, the word believe is used when someone's called upon to believe or when someone's belief is questioned. Whereas the word believeth means this person is absolutely in a present state of believing. And 1 John 5, 1 says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. You find someone that believeth, and you found someone that's born of God. So in John 3, 16, anyone that believeth is born of God, and Jesus came so that those born-again believers would not perish. I don't care if you were chosen in Christ, if you're born of the Spirit, if you weren't redeemed by Christ, you're without hope. Paul said without the resurrection of Christ, which was the, the full completion of his work, he says we're yet in our sins, our preaching is vain, your faith is vain, and we're of all men most miserable. Now he was telling that to people that were the elect and that were born again. And see John 3.16 is talking to people that believeth, therefore it's talking to people that are born again, it's talking to people that were chosen in Christ. But God sent Christ to save them. Otherwise, they would perish. No one is fit for heaven apart from Jesus Christ. When the Bible teaches of us being justified by His blood, here's what that means. Right now, I don't care how much sin you do today, Right now, you stand positionally right with God. Isn't that wonderful? 
No matter how much I mess up, my, my position before God is that I'm right with God in Christ. No matter how I live. And that doesn't make you say, well, I don't care how I live. That makes you say, I want to live right. If I'm going to heaven in spite of how I behave, I want to try to behave in a way that honors God. If you go to the bank and pay off my debt, I'm not going to say, well, I don't care how I treat you. Isn't that ridiculous? So many times people will say they, they'll take a position in the spiritual realm that they never would take out here in the world. People say it doesn't matter what you believe as long as, as, long as you're sincere. They would never apply that in real life. Uh, unfortunately, some people are so messed up today. They are. They're and if you think 2 plus 2 is 5, that's okay as long as you're sincere about it. But it doesn't work, does it? It does matter what you believe. Furthermore, does God, do you want somebody to misrepresent you? God doesn't want to be misrepresented. He wants to be represented for who He is. Now, look at John 5.24. He that... Heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death unto life. All right, now let's compare that to John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Well, Jesus said two chapters over from where I just quoted that the one that believeth already has everlasting life and he has passed from spiritual death, a state where you can't respond to Jesus. He's already passed from Death unto life. So again, you find a person who believeth. You found someone that's born again. You found someone that Jesus came to save. And he saved them. And if he didn't, they would perish. Look at John chapter 11. Verse 25 and 26. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Whoever liveth, and notice living comes before believing. It's like that verse where it says, in him we live and move and have our being. It does not say we have our being so we move and then live. It says in him we live and guess what? When you're alive, you move. That's difficult, isn't it? No, somebody says, well, I thought you moved to get alive. They would put you in the mental hospital if you went out here saying that if this animal, will, this dead animal on the road, if he'll start moving, he'll start living. But they'll say that in the spiritual realm. No, in him we live and move and have our being. Look at chapter 3 of John and chapter 36. 
John 3.36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. Any English teacher would tell you if you find someone that believes, you found someone that's already in possession of life. That is not saying that if you will believe, you'll get everlasting life. That's not what it says. Some people say, Brother Eddie, that's, not your, that's your interpretation. No, it's, it's not a matter of interpretation. Now, we get over to Revelation and some of the parts of Daniel and Ezekiel. Yeah, you might be hearing some of my interpretation, but this is a matter of what the English says. He that believeth on the Son hath ever life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. Now watch this. The one that believeth not the Son, he says, the wrath of God abideth on him. It doesn't say the wrath of God's going to be poured out on him. It says you find one that doesn't believe, that is, he, he is dead in sins, you found one that the wrath of God already abides on. And then lastly, now you're going to have a lot of verses to look up to see if I was getting this right because I was just por quoting portions of verses. And if you can show me where I, did, where I got something wrong, that'll be great because that'll show me you really searched it out. John chapter 12 and verse 44. Jesus cried and said, now watch this. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. Now let's go back to Job. Job didn't believe on Christ per se. But Jesus said, he that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. Well, the one that sent Jesus was God, and Job believed in God, and Jesus says here, believing in me is not really believing in me, it's believing on God. So Job believed on God, that's the same as believing on Christ, and Job was a born-again child of God that just didn't have the light you have, that's why he said, I know it is of a truth, but how should man be just? with God those men that were so well known in the Old Testament didn't know what you know Peter said many righteous men have desired to see the things that ye see and were not able just think how zealous they must have been they didn't know the gospel Man, they wanted to know it. Remember old, the old eunuch says, Lord, or says to Philip, Philip, who's this prophet talking about? Is he talking about himself or another man? Well, see, we read that today and we know who he's talking about. We know it's talking about Jesus who suffered for our sins. God loved and loves the world. God loves his people. Jesus saved his people from their sins. And if you believe in him, that means you're born again. 
And that means because that Jesus died 2,000 years ago, you will not perish, but you will have everlasting life. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.